All right. Welcome, 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 everybody. Uh, happy Monday. We have made it to another month, guys. It's August. Can you believe it? Like, I remember when we were, um, we were, we were begging for 2020 to be over, okay? And now we are more than halfway. We are like two thirds of the way through 2021, okay? Um, time is flying. Anyway, um, if you're here and you're watching and you don't know who I am or what this is, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I am the host of NPL Legal Dish, and I am the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together. Hey, since 39, things like, uh, making sure that you have your, um, Articles of incorporation with the state, having your EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, making sure you have contracts for clients and partners, uh, brand protection strategies for your business ideas, and um, hiring and training strategies so you don't get sued for discrimination. I hope you do all of these things if you're wondering why I'm qualified. I am a licensed attorney, have been one for 15 years and counting. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support, and most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas, and if you're going to be successful, there are just some things that you need to know. There's no way around it, okay? So um, if you are in the startup phase of your business and you're looking for some legal guidance because you don't know what to do, um, that's what I'm here for, okay? Go to linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm and book yourself a free 15-minute consultation today. Um, also, make sure that uh, you go to Lintry forward slash NPL Consulting Firm to check out my array of digital products and um, like video trainings and ebooks. So usually at the top of the month, we start a new topic, but um, your girl dropped the ball and I'm not ready today. So we're going to start a new topic tomorrow. Um, uh, moving on. Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm is also where you can download the free biz launch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. Okay. Uh, Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm is where you can subscribe to the YouTube channel and the podcast. So if you ever miss one of these cool, fun, you know, life-changing broadcasts, you can watch it at your leisure. Uh, and last but not least, Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm is where you can get your lovely show merch. All right. Um, um, you can get your mugs, you can get your t-shirts, all that, um, at linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. Okay. So, um, that is that. Now that I have shilled my wares, let's get to business and why we're here. Why am I so hot? Um, anyway, uh, yes. So here's how the show works for anybody who's watching who might be new. We pull stories from the news, stories that you guys send me, store, any story I find interesting that has a lesson that we can learn as entrepreneurs. Uh, we bring it here. I tell you the facts. Excuse me. We discuss it and, um, we, and you guys, and, and we pull out the lessons that we can learn as business owners, okay? So this is a time for you guys to get involved. Don't be shy. I want your questions. I want your comments, as long as they're respectful. Um, as well, I'm going to be asking you questions and stuff, okay? Ain't Nessie time. So, you know, as long as you are not driving, please, you know, participate. It's more fun when we all participate. If you are driving, please keep the hands 
on Z Wheel, okay? Um, people are crazy these, these days on the roads, so please stay safe. Okay, so I think that I've gone through the whole gamut of housekeeping. Yes, we're starting our new topic tomorrow. All right, so now that we have done that, uh, let's get to the show. Like I said, we're starting our new topic for the month tomorrow, just because, look, your girl dropped the ball. I'm human. It happens. All right, so first story of the night. If you love ice cream, if you love pina coladas, if you love ice cream, give me an ice cream emoji. When I tell you I love ice cream, I will eat ice cream in the dead of winter. I love ice cream. If you love ice cream, please give me um, an ice cream emoji. Um, And if you're an ice cream lover, even if you're not an ice cream lover, you know, thank you, Nessie Todd, you know that one of the biggest names in ice cream is Ben and Jerry's. If you like Ben and Jerry's ice cream, give me, um, put B and J in, in the comments. B and J in the comments. If you, um, ice cream lovers, look, Ben and Jerry's, they, they got, they got them flavors down, okay? Um, if you like Ben and Jerry's, give me a B and a J. Since if they you don't like ice cream, what is wrong with you? Uh, I don't see no ice cream, uh, emoji. Um, okay, well, Nessie time, you like ice cream. What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Mine, like, I like... So I'm, in terms of my flavors, thank you, Nessie Time, I'm pretty, like, I, I, I'm, I'm not super experimental with my flavors. I like anything with chocolate and vanilla. I love vanilla and chocolate ice cream. Um, you like butter pecan. My favorite ice cream is from Ben and Jerry's. I like their uh, chocolate fudge brownie, the half-baked their cookies and cream, pretty much anything that has like cookies and chocolate and, you know, all that good stuff, right? Um, and, uh, Ben and Jerry's, you know, I also like their ice cream because they are very into social justice. They have been supporting, you know, the Black Lives Movement from the beginning. They recently decided to stop selling their ice cream in the occupied Palestinian territory, um, you know, because of conflict over there. So, you know, their va- I like their values as well as their product, right? So go Ben and Jerry's, put up the fist. Um, Ben and Jerry's, they ain't no punks, okay? They, um, are out here trying to preserve their name. So Ben and Jerry's, like I said, one of my favorite flavors of Ben and Jerry's ice cream is half baked, right? Half baked It's vanilla and chocolate ice cream, and it has chocolate fudge brownie pieces and cookie dough pieces in it, okay? Oh, it is like, it's terrible for you, but it's delicious. It's heaven, right? Um, Half-baked ice cream. Um, As well, well, not as well. So on the other side, with this half-baked ice cream, there is a newly formed, well, not newly formed, there's a company out here called MJ Munchies. They specialize in... um, you know, CBD and hemp-infused foods. You don't like uh, half-baked ice cream, Nessie time? That's fine. More for me. Um, Okay? So you've got this new new company called MJ Munchies. And I say new because Ben & Jerry's, they've been around for 
decades, right? The two guys who started it, they're like these old white guys who live in Maine. They're pretty funky looking. I like them. Uh, but yeah, MJ Munchies, they're, they're, um, they're pretty new. They specialize in CBD and hemp infused, um, edible foods. And they, um, are trying to register a trademark. <laughs> That's Dove said no, ma'am. Um, and they are trying to register a trademark for half baked for their products. Okay. And Ben and Jerry's is like, whoa there. Um, we had half baked on lock. Um, you know, what are you doing? So I want to know from you guys, um, cause again, uh, high Haitian swag. I want to know from you guys, is Ben, is Ben and Jerry's just defending their flavors or are they doing too much? Remember Ben and Jerry's um, flavor titles, I feel like are just as, uh, you know, iconic as their, uh, their ice cream, right? We, everybody has their favorite Ben and Jerry's. You've got your, your fish food. You've got like people have their, their, you know, they have limited runs of, um, different flavors for moments. They had, um, they have a Netflix and chill, um, uh, uh, flavor. They've got, uh, they've got all sorts of, you know, funky, funky names. So, so they really take the time to choose, uh, you know, really unique and identifiable names for their different flavors. Right. Um, and they they feel like if MJ Munchies, this CBD and hemp infused food company is allowed to name their treats half baked, um, you know, that it's going to cause confusion in the marketplace because Ben and Jerry's in their mind, they have half baked on lock in the treats um, domain. So I want to know what you guys think. Nessie time said Ben and Jerry should fight to stop the use of the name. Okay. So you think that the half baked ice cream name is like, is, you know, it, it's stamped enough that MJ Munchies shouldn't have access to it. Is that what you're saying? Nessie time. Is that what you're saying? I th um, so does anybody think that Ben and Jerry's is trying to, you know, um, hold, it, it is, you know, doing too much in this space? Nessie Time thinks that they're just preserving, you know, their, their business name. They put a lot of time, they put a lot of money and research into their products. <laughs> Nessie Time said yes, because I love Ben and Jerry's. Look, I love Ben and Jerry's too, but listen, the law... Is not, uh, the law itself should not be, uh, affected by emotion. Um, itself should be emotion free. But on a, on a, let's just say a, let's just try and take our emotions out of it. Yes, I love Ben and Jerry's. But when we think about it, we've got Ben and Jerry's half baked ice cream and then we have this CBD company that wants to name their treats half baked. Now they don't do ice cream. They do not do ice cream, okay? They do cookies, they do drinks and things like that. So do we feel like, is there room for half-baked ice cream and also half-baked, uh, you know, cookies and stuff from another company? Is there room? Not just because we love Ben and Jerry's. Try and give me your unbiased opinion, all right? Now, look. Ten toes down, I'm with Ben and Jerry's, you know, on, on, you know, when I take off my lawyer hat. But when I got to put on my lawyer hat, I got to look at it objectively. Is there room for half-baked ice cream and then also 
a uh, a brand uh, you know a line of infused treats and drinks called half baked does anybody disagree with nessie time okay we got listen guys like i said this is y'all can't just put this all on nessie time all right she's not the only person in the conversation or we are not the only person in the conversation but anyway um i i'm a um Nessie Time said, you know how hard it is to be unique? Okay, okay, share the common name. Well, here's the thing. Unique, it's not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily have to be unique all around. It just has to be unique in your industry. So, we have to say to ourselves, right, our ice cream and our cookies and juice, are they in the same area? Yes, they're food. Yes, they're ingestible, right? But they're different food products, right? Um, so is ice cream different enough from cookies and drinks, right? Cause remember, cause, cause we've got dove ice cream and dove soap, right? Same name, different products. So are ice cream and cookies and drinks different enough that we can have two half bakes within the, within those two places? That is the question that we have to answer. And that's the question that the, the judge is going to answer if this goes to trial, okay? Or they can't settle it. So we will have to wait and see what happens with that, okay? Okay. Moving on to our next story of the evening. Um, parents, you probably know this. I, I refuse I have, I refuse to even download this app. I will not learn how to use it. Um, hold on. Nessie Time said, (laughs) that, okay, okay, touche, Nessie Time. Nessie Time said, if the ice cream melts, then it becomes a drink. Okay. All right. I see you thinking there. Okay. It like, does a milkshake count as a drink or is it ice cream? Hmm. Okay, so Nessie Time's going to be taking us to law school, you know, so she can defend her ice cream. (laughs) Okay? All right. (laughs) Moving on to our next story. Um, Parents, like I said, I'm sure you know this. I have, I refuse to download this app. If you, if you have a TikTok account, if you have ever used TikTok, uh, give me a TT in the comments. No, give me a clock emoji. If you've ever, if you've ever used TikTok, give me a clock emoji, meaning watched videos, things like that. Now, people do send me TikTok videos. They'll send me the links. I do not have a TikTok. I have no desire to have a TikTok. Never going to happen. I refuse to learn a new app, at least not this one. Plus, they steal your info. But um, if you have a TikTok account, give me a TT. All right. Um, now, uh, even if you don't have TikTok, I'm sure you've heard of it. Um, TikTok is all the rage now, particularly among the young children. Okay. And there are a lot of people who are getting rich off of TikTok with, uh, challenges. Okay. Uh, these dance challenges that, that keep happening and people are going viral and, you know, they're able to make a lot of money from these viral challenges. But what about the people who create the challenges, Right. Um, not long ago, I told you guys that, um, Jaquel Knight, the choreographer for Beyonce's single ladies, um, routine, 
he had recently started an agency. Well, not only he 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 was able to copyright the choreography for single ladies, and he started an agency for choreographers to be able to um to 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 uh copyright their uh their dances, right? Um and I don't know if you guys are aware, if you are a TikTok user, there has been this strike going on around TikTok, particularly among um black TikTok creators because they feel like, you know, they create these these challenges and dances that go viral. Hello Stroga. They create these challenges um, you know, and dances that go viral, but they don't get the attention. Their white TikTok counterparts are the one who, you know, they get the credit, they get the endorsements, things like that. So there's been a strike on TikTok where black TikTok creators are refusing to create any challenges for any dances, right? Um, because they, they, their work is being stolen. It's being, you know, um, co-opted and they're not getting credit. So to help combat that, Jaquel Knight, the choreographer for Beyonce's Single Ladies, he started his agency to help choreographers, um, you know, copyright their dances. And the latest people to uh, benefit from his help are the creators of the Megan Thee Stallion Savage Challenge, um, a lovely lady by the name of Kiara Wilson and two girls known as the Nene Twins. Um, they created two of the versions of the uh, Megan Thee Stallion Savage Challenge um, that was going crazy. You saw everybody doing it. And they officially have gotten a copyright for their choreographed moves. Now, we have talked about um, copywriting choreography. Choreography is a little bit difficult. Um, it's, you know, we, because we've had losses where people tried to protect their moves. Remember, we talked about the Carlton dance. We talked about the Millie Rock. And they all lost because they said those are simple movements. If you want to cop- copyright a dance, it must be choreographed by a professional. It must be performed by professionals in front of a crowd and recorded, right? Um, so, uh, Jaquel Knight started this agency specifically to help choreographers, and these three young ladies are, are one of the first to benefit from his help. So, the Megan Thee Stallion Savage Challenge, those dance moves, they are officially copyrighted. So, these young ladies are able to make money off of their creations. So, this is how intellectual property can get you the money that you deserve, the recognition that you deserve, because you are, you know, telling people, this is mine, I created it. And particularly because we've had so many creators of color, you know, be put by the wayside because their white counterparts, you know, have co-opted their creations and, and they get more recognition for it. So this is a way for underserved, you know, creators to be able to protect their work. So congratulations to Kiara Wilson and the Nene Twins. You know, while I will never download TikTok if I can help it, you know, good luck to y'all, okay? All right, before we move on to our next story, I want to remind you guys that you are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you are in the startup phase of your business and you are looking for some guidance because it can be a little bit confusing, I want to help you, okay? Go to linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm and book your free 15-minute consultation today, all right? 
Moving on to our next story. Our favorite family is showing up again. All right, um, guys, last week, was it last week? Last week or the week before, we talked about Kim Kardashian filing yet another trademark application. Um, the latest one was for Skin, S-K-K-N, um, for, you know, beauty products, makeup, skincare, all this stuff, right? Um, but, uh, Kim Kardashian has actually been hit with, uh, a cease and desist by a young businesswoman. Um, dang, how did I not write down her name? Anyway, um, there is a, a, a business called Beauty Concepts LLC, okay? They provide salon, skincare, and beauty spa services. They've been in business since 2018, um, and they recently filed their application for Skin Plus, S-K-K-N Plus, to represent their array of services in their industry, right? Um, so here's where it gets a little messy. Now, Beauty Concepts LLC has been in business since 2018. They filed their trademark application on March 28th of 2021. Kim Kardashian's attorneys filed um, for SKKN by Kim on March 30th, 2021, and for SKKN uh, by itself on July 9th, okay? So basically, the first skin that Kim Kardashian filed was filed two days after Beauty Concepts LLC. Now, whenever we talk about trademarks, we know that with trademarks, it's always the person who is first in time, right? So Beauty Concepts LLC, they filed their paperwork two days ahead of Kim Kardashian's people. Now, um, Kim Kardashian's attorneys, they did release a statement. They said, look, you know, we found out about this. We were supposed to have a call with this girl. We don't know why she's in the news talking about this. We were supposed to settle this behind doors, but now she wants to be in the news, right? So this young lady, she's out here saying that, uh, you know, uh, uh, sending cease and desist. She's like, look, I already filed my paperwork. That's one of the beauties of filing your trademark application. Even if it has not been accepted yet, even if it has not been approved yet, when you file your trademark application, you have given yourself the, you know, the right um, to defend your name out in these streets while they are examining it, right? So if you file your trademark today, you can start, you know, sending your cease and desist out tomorrow because your trademark is pending. You know, that we, we always think on the positive. Um, so this young lady, she filed her trademark two days ahead of Kim Kardashian's people. And when she found out they filed, she sent a cease and desist. Totally within her right. She's absolutely, um, you know, entitled to do that. Now, the fact that she filed two days before Kim Kardashian did, that's a little coincidental. But I also want to know, if you've been in business since 2018, why are you only just now trademarking your, your, service, your, your service names, right? Um, anyway, but, but that's another story. Anyway, so I want to know from you guys, given that they, them fi their filings are two days apart, the filings for SKKN are two days apart, do you think that um, there is a possibility of Kim Kardashian's people being successful? Or do you think 
the first in time doctrine is going to uh to hold what do you guys think this uh beauty contest llc they've been in business for three years they've you know they've had their services they filed their trademark application two days before kim kardashian's people right so given that it's a 48 hour a 48 hour you know um lag time between the both do you think that's enough time to secure beauty concepts trademark application and what about the fact that they had a call scheduled with kim kardashian's attorneys why did they feel the need to you know why did they feel like they needed to go out to the public or um why why do you think that they didn't want to wait for the talks with kim kardashian's people <laughs> let me know what you think for me um the first uh, the first in time doctrine just makes everything easier right it's who, whoever can get to the trademark application of the trademark office first and file your paperwork. Usually that's the person who wins. Um, uh, Nessie Tom said first come first serve should hold, but money talks and BS walks. Very true. I'm sure Kim Kardashian's people were going to try and offer her, you know, some type of settlement. Um, who knows how much they were going to offer. And it might, it might have even been a generous offer, right? But these days, is money enough? People want their name. They want their recognition, or at least some do, right? But, um, so let's, okay, Nessie Time, I'm going to put this to you because you have your lovely Rise of Dark Dawn, you know, graphic design business. Let's just say for some reason, the Kardashians want to get into graphic design. And they say, hey, we want to name our design company rise of dark dawn and they find out that you know you've got your trademark but you know they want it and they want to come to you and talk about you know how can we settle this is there a number is there a dollar amount nessie time that someone could offer you to uh um, to, to give up your your business name this name that you have worked for is there a dollar amount what's wrong tub tub Toby's like yipping in the corner. I don't know if you guys can hear him. Yeah, so Nessie time. If someone came to, if Kim Kardashian's people came to you and said, look, we want to start our own graphic design company and we want to call it the Rise of Dark Dawn, what is the number that they would have to give you for you to give up your business name? And Nessie time's not the only one. Any of you guys who have a business idea out there or a business name, if you had a business name and you know you're doing pretty well for yourself and then all of a sudden a rich celebrity comes and says, look, I want to use this name. What is the dollar amount that would get you to give up your business name, your trademark? What could they offer you? Hmm? Nessie Tom said it would be a hundred million plus. Okay. She said, I want to be able to retire off this money, all right, um, I don't know if they would, off, if they would give you a hundred million, girl, but, you know, reach for the stars, you'll land on the moon, anybody else, <laughs> I've been good with a cool 10 million, Kim, okay, um, anybody else, anybody else, okay, well, um, we will have to see what happens between, uh, Kim Kardashian and Beauty Concepts, LLC, I, my only thing is I'm wondering why they waited so so long to file, and how is it that they filed two days before? It just seems so coincidental. Nessie Tom said, "Dream big, girl." <laughs> 
Yes, yes, dream big, okay? All right, so good good luck to them. Is anybody on Beauty Concepts LLC side? If you are on Beauty Concepts LLC side and you want them to, to, to you know, keep skin SKKN+, plus, give me a B. If you think that Kim Kardashian should be able to get the skin name, give me a KK in the comments. And if you think that they're going to come to some type of settlement, give me a dollar sign emoji. So if you think Beauty Concepts is going to win, give me a B. If you think Kim Kardashian's going to win, give me a KK. And if you think they're going to settle, give me a dollar emoji. Nessie Time gave me a B. She said that uh, she thinks Beauty Concepts is going to win. Um, I think that they're going to come to some type of settlement. I, th I think there's going to be some type of settlement. I feel like they're going to offer her a pretty, a, a pretty substantial amount. Um, yeah. If they really want it. Okay. Um, anyway, but, uh, that's my opinion. We will wait and see. And of course, if we get any more information about that, I will update you. Okay, moving on to our last story of the evening. If you are a baseball fan, please give me a baseball emoji. If you are into the great American pastime, baseball, give me a baseball emoji, please. All right? And as you do that, um, we've talked about this a couple of times, uh, you know, with the, you know, all of a sudden America's becoming, you know, quote unquote race conscious, um, a lot of sports teams have decided to change their names. We had, uh, the former, uh, Washington Redskins change their name to the Washington football team, right? Um, and other teams have followed suit, including the former Cleveland Indians. The Cleveland Indians decided to change their name because it was racist, um, and they were having a really, really tough time, uh, you know, settling on a name. They had a bunch of ideas, but couldn't figure one out. Right. Um, and then they finally came to, to, to a decision. They were like, we are going to call ourselves the guardians. They called, they were going to call themselves the Cleveland guardians and they filed their paperwork on, um, in the United States. That's important. They filed their paperwork in the United States on July 23rd. So not too long ago, maybe about a week ago, right? About a week ago. Hey, I'm sorry. I love Bobby Schmarter. Um, But yeah, so the, so the Cleveland Indians filed to change their name to the Cleveland Guardians on July 23rd. Here's the problem. There is a roller derby team in Cleveland that is called the Cleveland Guardians. And they've had the name for a while, but they didn't file their trademark until July 27, okay? Um, so they filed four days after the baseball team. Um, here's where it gets a little dicey. For some reason, the attorneys or, you know, the, the, the attorneys for the baseball team, they filed um, an application for the Cleveland Guardians in Mauritius, which is a small island off the coast of Africa. They filed it some time ago. I don't know why they filed there, but because they filed in Mauritius, this small island nation off the coast of Africa, they can use that as their first in time application for the name Cleveland Guardians. Um, 
<laughs> I think it's crazy. Um, now, they, they both um, have filed to use this name under clothing, accessories, and more. Now, we just talked about first in time, all right? Now, the last case that we talked about, the Beauty Concepts brand, they filed their application two days before Kim Kardashian's people, right? Um, and, and they had been in business for about three years. Now, in this case, this, comp this, this team, they've been, in, they've been in town for a while too, but they filed their application four days after the baseball team did, right? Even though they've had the name longer. So, if we're going by the first in-time theory, technically, the Cleveland Indians would, um, would go first, one, because they filed four days ahead of the Cleveland Guardians, and two, because they filed in Mauritius, right? But Cleveland Guardians have also been around here longer than the Cleveland Indians. So I want to know from you guys, if we put the first in time doctrine aside, right? Who do you think should be able to keep the Cleveland Guardians name? Should it be the roller derby team that's been around for a while and filed four days after the baseball team? Or should it be, you know, this major league baseball team that has had the opportunity to change their racist name for decades and just did it? Um, <laughs> and filed in Mauritius. I like, do you, does anybody know anybody from Mauritius? Uh, but anyway, what do you guys think? Do you think that because the Cleveland Indians, they did, you know, by first in time, they did apply first, are they entitled to the name Cleveland Guardians? Or does this roller derby team have some right to this name? What do you guys think? What do you guys think? Nessie time. It seems like it's just you and me, girl, tonight. That's okay. You my boo. Cynthia39, you're usually like Mr. Commentator. What happened? Um, all right. Nessie time, what do you think? For me, when I see these things, I always wonder, why did you wait so long? For the person who had the trademark the longest, why did you wait so long, Right? Um, if you've been in business for a while, I'm sure you've seen other examples. And we have had so many examples of this, of people who have had their businesses for years, decades even, and because they failed to protect their name, they had to give it up. They had to change it, right? Because you need to protect your name early as possible because ideas are out here getting taken all the time. Um, Nessie Time said, unfortunately, first come, the baseball team had to know it was a roller derby team already using that name. That's why they used that backdoor stunt. Ooh. Okay. Um, so Nessie time thinks, uh, yeah, because when I saw that, I was like, first of all, who lives in Mauritius and why would you file there of all people? If I was going to file anywhere outside the United States, it would probably be Canada. Um, but anyway, um, I didn't even think, yeah, I was like this, this seems very strange. Um, but yeah, Nessie Time is saying, look, you know, first in time, it rules. And, you know, the roller derby team, unfortunately, they waited too long. Does anybody disagree with Nessie Time? Um, I agree with you, girl. This is why I encourage you guys to protect your names because 
You never know when someone is going to take it, early or late. Like I said, we've had stories where people, they've been in business for more than 10 years, and because somebody else scooped up the name and went to the USPTO and paid their fee, they had to change their name, change their marketing materials, all of that, okay? So it is very, very, very important that you protect your intellectual property, my loves, okay? All right, so those were the stories that I wanted to share with you today. We talked about Ben and Jerry's and their half-baked ice cream. We talked about the TikTok challengers. We talked about Kim Kardashian and her skin line. And we talked about uh, the Cleveland Guardians, okay? Uh, If you have any questions about the stories we covered, I'm going to give you all like 52 seconds (laughs) to get your questions in. While you do that, I'm going to start, you know, um, our closeouts. If you have any questions on the stories, if you have any questions on business formation, meaning, you know, contracts, intellectual property, um, you know, filing your articles of incorporation, hiring, all that stuff, um, now's your time to put in your questions. Uh, thank you all who participated tonight. Thank you, Nessie Time, for, you know, you know, being brave and putting your opinions out here. Thank you, girl. I appreciate you. Uh, We will be back here tomorrow night with more stories at 8 p.m., so make sure you are here, be here, or be a spear. Yeah, so uh, what else? Do I have any more announcements? No, I do not. Um, Take care of yourselves. Uh, Make sure that you are booking your one-on-one sessions. Go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm to do that. Good night, my dear. Um, Take care of yourselves. Wash your hands. Be safe. The Delta variant out here. Uh, it's out here doing its line dance with, you know, her sisters and stuff. So be careful. Okay. Um, I will, so that that's where I'm going to leave you guys. Have a good night. Bye.